You're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salama, and I'm super excited to be here with you today with yet a new guest to speak about yet a very new interesting topic. Today's topic is going to be all about art and art therapy. Our guest today goes by the name of Risha Mehta. And today she's going to be speaking to us about art and mental health, the perception of art. How can art really play a role in our lives? How can two people see things differently, you know, when two people walk into a museum? And how can that actually impact our lives? A really cool thing about Risha Mehta is that she is now ongoing her art therapy uh, 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 certification and she is becoming a certified art therapist guys for those that may not know what art therapy or what that really means is that we can use art to heal there are certain ways scientific ways that are now being used to communicate emotions and to heal through the medium of art Risha is very passionate about art and today our episode will be revolving around that. So stay tuned for this conversation and if you like the show, please share it with your friends, leave a rating, a review uh, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show if you're listening on Apple, follow it if you're on Spotify and soon you will be able to listen to all of Empower's podcasts on Spotify as well. Let's tune into this episode exclusively on Empower and on all streaming platforms with Risha Mehta. Risha, thank you so much for uh, coming on Empathy Always Wins. I know we were just talking a little bit about art, a little bit about art therapy, compassion, mental well-being. And I know we've met, uh, we met a couple of weeks ago, actually, and we were talking about um your work and but I don't want to get into I don't want to sort of chase myself too much here I'd like to give you the mic and kind of introduce yourself to our audience tell them a little bit more about what you do uh why you're on this journey and and and, and I mean before we get into the gisty sort of meaty part of our conversation because I'm really excited to have have this discussion with you thanks Ali for uh, welcoming me on this podcast um yeah we did connect a few weeks ago and um with this pandemic i think something good has come where we're able to connect virtually if not in person um the reason why i wanted to have this conversation about art being beneficial to one's well-being is because i think as you know we are in a pandemic and we are we have faced certain trauma and we continue to face this trauma that is happening around the world so for me um, art has always been a form of therapy and I wanted to explore what art brought to me as a person and share my research and my findings with the community so I could possibly give them a form of therapeutic modality that they could explore to help them deal with the trauma that they are dealing with right now what 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 have you realized about maybe before we go into again the, the, the three main points that we want to cover in our conversation what have you felt that was um kind of the most uh, uh, remarkable thing in this uh, in this pandemic that you that made you sort of self reflect on 
uh, on art and the power of art. Uh, I do know you have a a job that mainly focuses on 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 art and the beauty of art. Kind of uh, how 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 do you see people or how can people um, uh, use art in all forms of? And I know you are an art therapist or you're studying to be an art therapist. Yes, I am. Yes. How, how like how much of a perspective does that give you on on art and mental health? So my journey with art has been beyond my job. So I do work as a museum professional in the UAE and um, meaning that has given me another um, perspective on how you can interact with art, which I'll get in with you later. But when I was in my early 20s, I had this sense of a crisis of identity and I wasn't sure where do I fit in because I was a third culture child. So, you know, uh, being born and I was born in the UAE, but I come from a background, an Indian background. And then I moved to Canada. So there was multiple cultures that were, uh, I was almost absorbing like a sponge, but then I was unaware. I was like, okay, where do I fit in? Well, I'm not really Indian or I'm not really Canadian or, uh, you know, I believe that UAE is home, but is it really home? So those kind of questions kept on coming up for me, especially in my early twenties. So that was where I actually ended up picking up a camera. Um, just with my scrap pocket money that I had and uh, I picked it up and then I was quite um, I would say blessed or whatever uh, term you'd like to use that I was able to travel and I had that opportunity to travel around the world and as I kept on traveling I kept on taking certain pictures and certain moments people and I had no idea why I was taking those pictures but it just caught my eye and then I started visiting different museums and different art galleries and what was very interesting is once I captured those moments and I sat back after my time traveling and over time, over the years, when I compare all the different images that I've captured, I realized that it was showing a part of me. It was me trying to communicate something to myself. And that helped me uh, become more aware of who I am and what my identity is. So that kind of led to me saying, hey, is there something out there that I can use? And I've always been community driven. So I've always wanted to do something for the community. So I said, hey, I just kind of dabbled on, like I was dabbling uh, around uh, the internet. And then I noticed that there is this field called art therapy. And that's kind of how my journey began. And now that I'm in a museum, um, I've also been trying to see the relationship with art um, as someone that's viewing art, not just making art. So that's kind of where my uh, path is. Yeah. I think this is very interesting. I mean, uh, I'm a musician, I'm a singer myself, and I think that uh, during the time where I was clinically um, diagnosed, it was a very, very, very challenging time. But I remember my mom uh, <laughs> kind of paying for my singing classes and uh, that was art for me. That was using my voice in terms of, you know, vocalizing my feelings because I couldn't do it in any other form. So I feel like it's so important to kind of, um, you know, art, it doesn't look or, or, or is one thing. It's it's what you make out of it. And this is kind of like, um, you know, the segue to that, to the next question I maybe have for you is uh, why do you think it's, why do you think engaging with the arts is essential for, you know, one's mental, social, and physical well-being. So, um, again, thank you for sharing. And I feel honored that you just shared that with me because I think that's so important to thank someone. 
um, you are, at, I just wanted to tap into what you just mentioned that when I talk about art, it just doesn't have to be visual art. It can be beyond that. However, with my expertise and my journey, I've just been focusing on focusing on the visual aspect. So I completely understand when you used music to communicate and, and, and speak about your feelings, but in a creative way. So I just wanted to thank you that for that. Oh, for sharing. You. I think it's, it's so, <laughs> so important that we just kind of figure out what I think so many people reach listening to us do art, but they don't consider it art. It's kind of like, oh, I do do. Oh, that's not art. Art needs to be sophisticated. It's not sophisticated. It's just what you make out of it. It could be literally like humming, but that is the way you express yourself. And that is art. I think we kind of need to simplify what art means because uh, sometimes it's just too, too, too high level and too high end for, for the average Joe who does art, but doesn't see it as art because it never is communicated like that. You know what I mean? I completely agree. And I think that happens with um, what society portrays as art. Um, you feel like, you know, when you're listening to a certain song or when you're looking at a certain painting, that that becomes the benchmark, but it doesn't, right? Because that's what society has created as a, const as, as a as a benchmark. But however, art can be anything. And I always emphasize this. And I used to be an art teacher. So when I used to teach uh, kids, I would say, hey, that dot that you've put, that is a piece of art. Believe it or not, it is. And, you know, it would just boggle their mind. And it was me as a, as a facilitator, as the educator, as a future art therapist was trying to say, hey, this you are communicating through uh, whatever you're creating. So even a doodle is considered art. I don't and a doodle is art. You know, I'm sure you've seen a lot Absolutely. of artists that are using doodles as a form of art right now. But I apologize that I wanted to tap into that because I just thought it was really important again to thank Absolutely. someone about sharing what they've been through because it's not easy to verbalize it. Um, yeah, and then tapping into uh, the question about why do we, why should we engage with art? So um, there's so many different perspectives. So when I'm coming from an art therapist perspective per se, I would say we really focus on the aspect of the art making process. So it might that be a poem, a song, or um, a sculpture, whatever that is. But because I've been working um, in a museum setting recently, and it's quite interesting where now you're adding another element to the relationship that you've created as a, as a therapist with the client and the artwork that is created, what's happening is you're bringing in artwork um, that has been created by someone else. So, um, you know, I think it's so important to see the different ways that you can engage with art and why I think it's so important to engage with art is because it actually, there has been studies out there um, that talk about how uh, it actually gives you a better insight to who you are. So there was a new study that was published by the journal of cognitive enhancement. And uh, the title of the study was know thyself learning to understand oneself increases the ability to understand others. So their study was basically uh, providing uh, an opportunity for the participants um, to kind of understand their sub personalities their or understand what their voice, the inner voice is their inner critic. Um, and that in turn, because they were able to understand the different parts of themselves they became more aware of their own tendencies and patterns. And so they understood that they knew what they had to do to better help navigate 
their relationships and how to connect with others. So that brought in self-awareness because obviously you were going through a process of understanding yourself and then by understanding others and it makes you more empathetic. So that's how I see art bringing into it. And there's, again, you can do it through art making, you can do it through art viewing as well. Um, and uh, there's another philosopher, which um, I have a massive academic crush on. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I do think he's amazing. I've literally bought all his books and I keep on reading it. Um, his name is Alain de Botton. So he's the CEO and co-founder of the School of Life. And I actually picked up this book at Abu Dhabi Art. It was very random and it was just kind of on sale. And the book was called Art as Therapy. And he talks about how art, when we're looking at art and we're viewing art, um, you know, yes, there's that historical context to it when it's at a museum or at a gallery. And there's that political reading. You're like, oh, you know, I know this is a story. But there's also another aspect of it, which is the therapeutic viewing of it. So he's added another element that when you look at an art and sometimes he's like, oh, I think that art's bad or I think that's good. It's because it's telling something about yourself. So it's making you more aware of who you are. So it's quite interesting, actually. Mm. That's so interesting. I think that, um, I mean, you've said a few things that really made me kind of wonder and ponder in a sense where the art of self uh, self-awareness or the art of knowing thyself is i think it's so 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 important and i think you also mentioned that uh being an art creator or being an observer is uh is equally is equally valid and i think you know uh, maybe from my perspective i was the guy who went with um, my grandparents and my, some of my artistic friends not to say i'm not artistic but i just never understood what the hell was going on in those museums. Like I just never was taught uh, how to look into a, a piece of art. I maybe felt very creative to make art, but I never understood the, 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 the paintings and all that stuff. And I think that now as I'm starting to grow a little bit older, but I still kind of need that little bit of an insight from someone like yourself. And and perhaps this insight as well is is a very introspective one, right? It's, a, it's, it's one that allows you to kind of look beyond maybe what the surface uh, says and so maybe that's kind of my next uh, point like how does how does arts enhance uh, your self-awareness and, and your and your self-knowledge is there a way to perceive art is there do you consume art in a manner that maybe because you know what you know I don't know it uh so thus I won't be able to kind of see what you're seeing and how can I, I think absolutely not um you don't so you know when we go to a museum we go or an art gallery, whatever, wherever you are interacting with an artwork that that is present, um, you come in with the notion, like, I need to know a lot of the history, I need to know about the artist. Um, I'm sure, you know, I've been uh, not a victim, but I've been, I've committed this crime where I will walk by a piece of artwork in like 30 seconds, and I'll just walk away, and not really engage with the artwork, because I think you go with this, you know, this concept like ah, I've been to the museum I've been to the gallery I can put ticket off my bucket list you know because you don't really want to spend too much time at a place um, and what I think one of the tips that I would give is to really first when you are walking by um, you know be with yourself if you feel like there is a certain piece of artwork that maybe perhaps disgusts you and you're like oh that's terrible 
but then really stop and say, hey, why do I think it's terrible? Why do I think it's bad art? It's all about these self-reflective questions that you have to ask. And I'm going back again to um, my uh, Alain de Botton, and he mentions that there are seven functions of art. So uh, fun- it helps you remember, gives you hope, sorrow, um, reba- to help you rebalance yourself, uh, growth, self-understanding and appreciate appreciation. So, you know, if you were to look at a piece of artwork and it spoke to you, perhaps we were both at the museum and it might've just been a white room per se, and you loved it. And I was like, well, what is this? It's, like, just, it's a white room. Like, I don't understand. So why are we interacting with the artwork differently? There's obviously something that it's telling about ourselves. Right. So, um, Maybe, maybe, perhaps, again, this is a way, this is just a practice that you have to do with yourself, is you ask the question of, okay, well, I don't know why Ali really likes a white room. Maybe it's because you're maybe missing a sense of um, serenity or calm because the color white represents certain um, elements, right? But I don't like it because maybe I'm looking for something that's exciting, that's fun. So it's kind of telling me what I'm missing within myself. So then with understanding what I'm missing within myself or what I'm seeking for, that makes me more um, self-aware of who I am. And that in turn, obviously helps me be more empathetic towards people. Mm. Yeah. I think this is, um, it's kind of deep. <laughs> for, for Yeah. Sorry. I tend no. to go really, I've really been on this but journey um, about it. understanding art. I, I wanted to kind of ask you, um, how can self-awareness support a person in being compassionate and a person that maybe doesn't consume art? Because maybe we've covered a little bit about compassion and art, but what about a person who has never um, been exposed to art therapy, who has never been uh, immersed in the arts uh, and perhaps uh, could get a chance and, and could open a, a few neuropathic, uh, you know, ways in their minds. How 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 do you think um, how do you think self awareness can support, or how do you think art can support a person in being, or art therapy per se can can support a person to be a little bit more empathetic? So, I mean, going back to the whole concept, uh, if we're just talking about art therapy per se, because I was just talking about viewing artworks, if we're, if, if someone doesn't have the opportunity to um, perhaps like step into a museum or an art gallery, I think it just starts from the fact that you pick a material or something that um, you're drawn to, right? And you are more drawn to perhaps, as you were saying, you were sharing your experiences with, with music even though it might be humming or whatever it is, it was something that you were drawn to. So it's about picking up that material and just starting the process. And that itself can be so intimidating sometimes because you're like, oh, well, what do I do, right? Like, what material do I pick? So uh, my advice to anyone who hasn't really dabbled into it, first of all, creating art doesn't mean that you have to have great artistic skills. And what is your definition of artistic skills? You know, that's something that's been constructed by society, what they think is good or bad. But I would say if you have the opportunity and you're not in lockdown or there's a, you can actually just step into a, a grocery store or a stationery shop and just kind of, uh, if I'm talking about visual arts per se, but just let your hand kind of wander around the materials and then 
kind of just pause and hold a material like a, a paintbrush for a second or uh, a packet of clay and just see which one um, makes you feel kind of good. I think it's those moments that we tend to not appreciate and not tap into because what happens is we are so fast and we're so busy with life that we don't give ourselves um, the time to really reflect. And once you're able to figure out a material that you might like, maybe even go to an art studio. That's if you are lucky enough to go to an art studio and actually work in a workshop. I think that's your first step um, with understanding what your relationship is with art. And, you know, if you have the opportunity and if you aren't, meaning you, to go to a gallery or a museum, that's great. But if not, a lot of museums and a lot of galleries right now are actually offering their collection online. So take wow. the time to like just look through the collection, right? Like, unfortunately, it's not that in-person experience, but you're still getting that experience. And I think museums uh, per se have, you know, taken this opportunity to go really digital and they've offered like VR experiences uh, and stuff like that. So I think that's your first step, you know, just dive into it and just see what comes out of it. And then it, it's a step-by-step -step journey, to be honest, this has been a long journey for me and it, it will be for the rest of my life with how I interact with art. I mean, um, I'm just thinking to myself right now, I think, uh, you know, for those who are fortunate to go to art uh, spaces or creative spaces, do definitely, I mean, for me, it's something that, you know, as soon as I walk in and I know those places, I'm not just going to name names here because <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to be promotional course. here, but I yeah. know, I do know, I do know certain places that just elicit um, a sense of ease and, um, and mentally make me feel different um, and you know they use all five senses so they have intentionally designed this place to do that <laughs> it's not uh it's not all in my head um and that's science i think you know what we should do we should <laughs> i don't mean to say this but like i think i was thinking about this as you're talking we should definitely create like a some sort of a directory around you know places that oh yeah that would be great i would love to help you out with that that can, you know, that can be there for people that want to, you know, that can be region-wide, um, even, heck, like even Canada, I can definitely do some work there. But like even in the UAE, um, per se, to start, but like, I'm just, why am I going there? Because I'm I'm pretty sure people are listening to us and they're thinking, well, what are they on about? Like, I just want to know one of those places and you know what, we'll, we'll give it to him. So I think that this is something we definitely need to work on. But hey, I really appreciated you having having you on the show, and I I really want to open the floor to you to kind of take it uh, as, as as far as you'd like. Um, moving on. Yeah, no, thank you again so much for welcoming on welcoming me on the show. You know, um, me wanting to come on the show, and um, you know, you giving me this opportunity was just because I'm trying to reach out to the community. Um, it's a process of edu educating our community and bringing them uh, some sort of awareness to what is out there and what can potentially help us and how art is really there uh, to help us with our mental, social and uh, physical well-being as well. And there's tons of research um, out there if, you know, sometimes a lot of people tend to say, well, well what's, what's this hippy-jippy stuff, right? <laughs> like, um, but there is tons of uh, research out there. I know we do all come from a different background where some are artistic, some are scientific. 
um, that really show you um, what art is and what it brings to you and how it can help you. And maybe it might be something that you cannot tap into. And that's absolutely fine. That's why there's different therapeutic modalities that exist, right? Mm -hmm. This is just one of them. So it doesn't have to be something that you're into. And if you're not into it, I always say that's absolutely fine. You know, that's why you have different therapists or that's why you have different um, hobbies and experiences because we're all different. So it doesn't mean that we have to uh, be okay with something. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's, uh, it's very important. I mean, for me, I, I always keep a personal journal and it's, uh, it's just my way of self-reflecting. I think everyone listening to us, um, you know, whether proactively or reactively does something to sort of reflect when an incident's happened or before an incident or before every day, actually. I think for me, something that really did change my life and I consider it art myself is to just express, uh, express because I need to express because if I keep things, they weigh. It's kind of like debt carried every single day. It gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And I can just let it out. Maybe I don't find someone to let it always out, but I always find that pen and, and it's hard that, you know, I, I actually lost it for a year and then I got it back. I've been journaling since I can remember like grade nine, I think. Um, and you lose it and you get it back. And I think it's just like any habit, but when you get it back and you start like making it a habit every day or every morning um, or whatever, for me, that really allowed me to kind of get in tune with myself. I, I, as a guy, as you know, as a guy that I consider to be myself emotional, yet very tough, yet all that. I, I realized I channel a lot of anger. I realized that I it builds up in certain areas of my body. And it's just super weird because when I write it down, I almost feel like, like I'm relieved. And it's a uh, relief, yeah. So definitely, um, I think that's great practice. And I think this is something where I would recommend. And, you know, again, this is a recommendation. <laughs> I have to, you're not obligated to no, do it, no, no, no. but it's, yeah, I always say this to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not forcing you. Like, this is your choice. Absolutely. You're all choice based. So, um, I, I think it's great. Again, as you said, you're journaling. So that is itself a form of expression. You're finding a way to bring these feelings or these emotions that you quite haven't really, um, processed yet and you're unable and you're not under that's we don't really understand what's going on but what you're doing is that you're using a certain tool which is writing or again it could be art making or it could be singing and you're communicating those emotions and bringing it out to the external world so once that it's in the external world then you have the opportunity to be like hey okay this is interesting um i didn't know i was really feeling a certain way but Hey, well, why am I feeling a certain way? And that's where generally, um, if you're unable, and I always say this, to still really reflect. And some people do find it therapeutic and they are able to do it and they understand um, better about themselves. And this is why I say just seek help. Absolutely. That's why we exist, right? That's why therapists exist. That's why social workers exist. That's why the hotline exists, um, even to a friend or anyone else. Try and see and try and understand yourself maybe with the support of a professional as well. And again, as you said about the directory, I think that's so important um, to have because I, people are unaware of those certain services or they're unaware of these, uh, these certain spaces that can support them. And this is, uh, unfortunately, again, as I say, this is trauma 
that we are dealing with. And we, unfortunately, I think we'll be dealing with it uh, for a very long time, possibly our whole life, because what has happened to us worldwide is, um, is sad. So, yeah. I just want to thank you, Risha, for your time. It's uh, it's always very refreshing to have, uh, you know, we, we, we only had one person talk on art therapy ever or the power of art. And I think that, uh, I, I think business, I think uh, leaders need to be a lot more creative in finding innovative solutions and social change makers uh, primarily. I think that uh, only then will we actually... Um, find a little bit more peace in this hectic world. So thank you so much uh, for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll definitely put the links below for anyone who'd like to get in touch with you, including either your LinkedIn profile or any social media handles that you may want to hand over. But um, it's absolutely been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we shall connect soon. (laughs) Take care. What an episode with Risha. Art is not so straightforward as it, you know, as it, as it might sound. It is sophisticated. It is a healing mechanism. And it is fascinating. You know, everyone, I, I truly believe everyone within them themselves is an artist in some way, shape or form. And that art may be a way of thinking, it may be a process that you follow. Everything has, you know, a little bit of art in it. And I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves that we don't really see that us, human beings, we are a work of art. And I'm not trying to be philosophical here. I'm trying to be very, very, very straightforward because we are, we are the way we're created, the way this world is created. So I think art, of course, It comes in so many ways, shapes, and forms. But when we talk about art therapy, there is a specific science behind it. And I really can't, you know, salute Risha enough for her explanation around how it, you know, is perceived, the self-awareness and the links between that and mental health and, 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 and one's growth. And I hope everyone can walk away today knowing that, um, there is power in art and art is what you define. It's not what is constructed by society. Mainstream art is not your and shouldn't be your definition of art if that isn't what you perceive as art. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time for making space and creating space for listening uh, to Empathy Always Wins in Your Day. We can't wait to have you guys for more episodes. Um, I'll definitely drop Risha's LinkedIn profile. So if you want to reach out to her, learn more about her work, she's an incredible human being. Um, And once again, if you haven't shared this episode with your friend and if a friend that wants to learn more about art therapy, a friend that wants to learn a little bit about, you know, how art can change their lives. Uh, do feel free to share it with your friends. Drop us a rating on Apple. Subscribe to the show. Follow it on Spotify. And we'll see you soon in a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Take care and have a lovely day, guys.